When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. It's the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is an Emmy Award-winning actor from Will & Grace who is now returning to Broadway in Goodnight Oscar. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Sean Hayes! Take your time. There you go. Uh, uh, they told me my blocking. I completely forgot it. It's lovely to see you, Sean Hayes. Blocking's where you go on a state. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Should I banana? Yeah, should I banana? Should I banana? Banana. Uh, don't I ask me that about that. Sweeping well, hair. I don't know. Yours I, too. Well, I mean, mine's always this way. I, I, I know, I, but I, yours I, is a wig. I, mine's real. <laughs> there you go. But I picture you with something a little higher and tighter. That's what I. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> we're already starting. Boy, we're off to the races. Listen. You and I have not had a chance to sit down and uh, jawbone, as I we know. call it in the biz, ever since I was on your podcast. Smartless, yes. The Smartless, which is, is so delightful. Oh. It was the first podcast I think I did. Oh. I was like, yeah, I should do a podcast. Yeah. And I said, eh, I'd you, love to do those guys. You were, and you invite you. I was your guest. Yeah, you were fantastic. I had such one a of good our time. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Let me finish. You were, uh, <laughs> you were fantastic. You're not on it now. I'm on your show. I'm kidding. Um, no, you were fantastic on it, and uh, I've always been such a big fan of yours. I love you. You always had the best audiences. And, you, and, and um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this show. I have seen every... I've seen two episodes. You've seen every good one? Every good... Well, one of them I just happen to be on. And then the second one I'm going to watch tonight. I can't wait to see who you guys are. It's going to be a really good one. Yeah. Stick around till the end when Sean Hayes is on. Oh, it's going to be on the show? This might be on the oh show. Oh, my God. You're amazing. One of the things we talked about, weirdly, that and I don't want to get into why we talked about it, but we yeah. talked about the fact that when Jason Bateman was on here the last time, yeah. he wasn't wearing underwear. Yes. And so right. I ga- I did not know that. I found out later that he wasn't wearing underwear. Yeah. I knew he was in a bad mood. I didn't know why. Yes. And that's why. Yes, yes. Chafing, evidently, yeah, yeah, was the reason. Chafing, yeah. That's so I, ch- gave, that's I, I gave all of you, I sent all of y'all uh, underwear. Which I have on now. That's, 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 that's yeah, like a quality brief. That's an, it's an okay brief. I like it because I like to feel as close to you as possible, Stephen. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Is it boxer briefs or are those brief briefs? They're just underwear. Stephen, let's talk about the play. So, um... <laughs> you are so, coming back yeah, to Broadway, oh starring God, so... in Goodnight Oscar, <laughs> I hear. This, here's what I love about the show. Spontaneity. Yes. It's oh, incredible. Ready? Oh, look Goodnight at that. Oscar. How'd you get that? What? They sent it to me. We made it. 
at the Belasco Theater yeah. right here. Yeah. First of all, welcome back to Broadway. How oh, delightful to have you back no, in, you're in sweet. the Big thank Apple. You. Yeah, yeah. And um, who is Oscar and what is the play about? So thank you. Oscar Levant, for those of you who don't know, was a big uh, kind of raconteur, amazing guest on talk shows back in the 50s and 60s. Jack he, Parr's favorite guest. Jack yeah. Parr on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Uh, a uh, huge, huge guest of of of, the, of his, and he was an incredible virtuoso pianist. He was a wit. He wrote books like he's super intelligent. And he also struggled with mental health and addiction. And he would speak openly about this on live television, which back in the fifties and sixties on the Tonight Show was, you know, crazy. I mean, right. people struggled talking about it today. Sure. And so he used it as fodder to make fun of himself, and it was super shocking. So the tagline on our poster is uh, "Anything can happen on live television," and one night it did. And so. Uh, it's it's um, the name of the show, Goodnight Oscars, because Jack Parr used to sign off um, saying, at the end of The Tonight Show, you say, Goodnight, Oscar Levant, wherever you are. Oh. And uh, But it takes place, uh, the whole play takes place. In real life, Oscar Levant got a four-hour pass from a mental health facility to appear in a game show, and then he had to go back to the facility, and that's a true story. So for this play, we just switch it to Tonight Show because it's more familiar. Sure. Yeah, and it's... All that ensues backstage, and it culminates to this unbelievable appearance on The Tonight Show. He had such fantastic... Not unlike this one. Exactly. And how long did they give you? Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. um... I'll tell you, a lot longer than this place. <laughs> um, okay, he's got great... Sayings like he's he's, yeah, he's like all these bombos, one yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, amazing. My favorite one was uh, which is not in the play. It's um, he said, "I take prescription pills for the side effects." <laughs> and he, he, what he said uh, about what he said about Debbie Reynolds. I don't know that one. Wait, what is that? One? I've known Debbie Reynolds since. Before. No, 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 no. That's Doris Day. Oh, it's Doris Day. Go ahead. No, please. you're the host. No, please, please stay there. I uh, I knew Doris Day before she became a virgin. <laughs> There's a fine right, line. The There's a fine, fine line, line between, between genius and insanity. I have erased this line. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's amazing. He's amazing, incredible. Yeah. yeah. And just Were an you amazing faith. A faith. Fa- well, well, from like his work in an American in Paris and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, as he got older, it was it's a it's a heart wrenching, funny but heart wrenching story. Okay. Um, when you're not on Broadway and you're not a podcast star, you also are a writer. You've yes. got a new book. It is called Hold Time On. Out. Time out. Yeah, it comes out May 30th. Uh, You can pre-order it, but it comes out May 30th wherever books aren't banned. And it is... Yeah. Because this might get you a little... This might not be that popular in Florida. And I hope it's popular in Florida, but it's really important because... It's 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 a, it's a coming of age story. Uh, I wrote it with Todd Milliner, my producing partner. Since I'm, you know, I've known him since I was 18 years old. He's, we're producing partners now, and um, and Carlin Greenwald is this fabulous up and coming author. It's a coming of age story about uh, with the backdrop of high school sports. It's a Friday night Friday Night Lights kind of meets um, Heartstopper, and so uh, Todd and I were discussing one day about how different uh, we were growing up gay in suburbs of Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, he was into sports and I was in the arts. Newsflash! And, uh, <laughs> and so what would it have been had we known each other then? And how, and why haven't we seen that story of that kind of, you know, real friendship relationship? So we heightened it by making the star high school basketball player in Georgia come out as gay and, uh, and how that affects his family, his teammates, the state, 
uh, all of those things, how that affects you. Because, you know, it's hard enough being a teenager. It's hard enough coming out as a teenager. And it's hard enough being in sports coming out as a teenager. So it's an area we really wanted to tackle to kind of uh, further the LGBTQ uh, stories in America, especially with, with youth, because... You know, it's a scary time for all. And in formidable years, it's important to feel accepted and loved more than anything in the world. And you can order it now. And previews of Goodnight Oscar begin next week. And it's Sean Hayes, everybody. Up next, Tony nominee Wendell Pierce. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is a Tony Award winner you know from The Wire, Treme, and Jack Ryan. He now stars as Willie Loman in the Broadway revival of Death of a Salesman. Please welcome Wendell Pierce. <laughs> Great. Nice to have you on. Nice to meet you, finally. Uh, great meeting you. This is my first time on the Late Night Show. Really? Yeah. Starting good. And this is my favorite. Starting out with the best. Well, you know, this is it should be an easy transition for you to Late Night because here you are in a Broadway theater. Not yes. everybody's got this for the Late Night Show. Oh, definitely. And, you know, fans like myself have enjoyed you in, in, in Jack Ryan and, and The Wire, um, but you're also a stage actor. Yes. 37 years ago, I made your Broadway debut in, what was the play? The Boys of Winter by John Peel Meyer. It was a Vietnam play, mm-hmm. right? So it was in that era. It was very serious. People sit in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Really great. They, the lights go down, and they're ready for a Broadway play. And then we would come in shooting M16s. <laughs> People went crazy. We didn't last that long. <laughs> now you're starring as Willie Loman yes. in Death of a Salesman. One, one of the, the, the great tragedies of, of the 20th century by Arthur Miller. And, but this is actually the first time there has been an all-black Loman family. Right. What does the black experience in America... What, what, is the, what, is, what does the black experience in America bring to those roles that we haven't seen before? All of the themes, we are doing the play 
as it is. Nothing has changed except a few slight things. We're doing Death of a Salesman and all of the, the themes, all of the, all of the conflict that was originally uh, in the play, that is a part of the play, the condemnation of this pursuit of materialism and wealth and capitalism and how you can lose sight of that as a man who's pursuing this sort of delusional approach to something that he doesn't understand the first wealth in life is the love of family and not materialism. It is heightened, that unobtainable American dream is heightened when for so many black families, especially in the, in, in the 1940s, 1949, you see all of, the, all of the insults and the violence of micro and macro aggressions that are a part of racism. Uh, you could not get a loan to even pursue getting a house. You could not be obtaining any of the American dream that was there. And every night I, I think about all of the generations of people who made a way out of no way. And in spite of it all, they still gave um, hope to their families. And that was the one thing that Willie fights for, Willie Loman, and our production is fighting no matter what with all of the obstacles that are placed in front of him, he still feels as though he can give his family and his sons especially something and leave back a legacy. But he doesn't realize that if he would just take the blinders off, the legacy of love that he's given his family is the thing that he should be proudest of and is the thing that is obtainable and is tangible and not this pursuit of the illusionary American dream that is unobtainable for so many people. You know, the carrot on the stick that draws you in but ultimately disappoints you. Uh, it's timeless because we go through that now, that gulf between the haves and the have-nots and how so many people are pushed aside and not given the opportunity to truly, truly fulfill their entire humanity uh, at the expense of the few, to give those few rich folks some ease so many people are expended, you know, and are expendable. And that was the condemnation and the cautionary tale that Arthur Miller was writing. It is all heightened when it's an African-American family because we understand that so much of it was institutionalized with segregation and, uh, and Jim Crow. I'm from New Orleans, so, you know, even when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, it was just vestiges of that, you know. In segregated South at that time, segregated America, you couldn't even go to a park, a green space in New Orleans, except one day out of the week, Negro Day. And there was advocacies of all of these Americans who said our values are so much better and so much more. And that's what Arthur Miller really heightens. Do not crush this American family with this idea of the unobtainable dream and let this be the canary in the mine so we won't lose this wonderful country we have. We we only have a a moment uh, more here, but I'm going to ask you a a big question. Okay. And and that is about tragedy itself. What do you think the... the, What do you think tragedy... Because this is a truly... A, a truly a tragic story, mm-hmm. but one that is um, uh, emotionally cathartic, like a good tragedy should be. Yes. What do you think the purpose of tragedy is in our lives? People don't understand why they go to a comedy. Why do people go to a tragedy? 
As I said before, it's the canary in the mine. It's the cautionary tale. There but by the grace of God go I. Don't make those same mistakes, that hubris that a man like Willie Loman makes. That's the reason we gather in a theater like this and turn out the lights with thoughts are to the individual where we toss and turn and reflect our own lives, our triumphs, you know, our disappointments, where we hope to go. We gather like this so we collectively can reflect on who we are, where we're going, what are our values, Stephen, and then collectively decide what they are and then leave this theater and go through those doors and try to act on them. And that is what tragedy is about. This is what the human condition is. And if you make these choices, it can destroy your life. So learn from that. Let this be a cautionary tale so you can do better. And it's so emblematic of what this play was and the experience that I have personally, because my father, 97 years old, was at the opening last night, right? This, this, African, this African-American man who saw, loved this country when this country didn't love him back, but still said to us, you can't get lost in America, literally and figuratively, go out and do whatever you can to fulfill your, your dreams. And last night, he came to New York around the time this play was written. And the choice he made, instead of what Willie made, which was a tragic choice on Willie's point, my father chose to come home, and the one promise he made to his sons was, I will never leave you. And he gave me love, and he gave me time. And that allowed me to fly. So, so lovely to talk to you. Thank you for being <laughs> Thank here. You. Death of a Salesman is on Broadway now at the Hudson Theater. Wendell Pierce, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you.